Tailgating season is here. Create the ultimate tailgating package this season. Grab yourself some Man Cave Light and Dan Good Burgers, only available at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. And don't forget the brats. Visit Mike's Star Market in Eau Claire to grab some Man Cave Light brats and many other flavors to choose from. Upgrade your tailgating game this year. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toys and Ford. I'm your host, Dan Casper, as always. Appreciate you tuning in, and welcome to the Man Cave, the Man Cave Podcast. On this episode, it's all green and gold. We're talking Packers, recapping that uh, preseason game against, uh, against the Patriots, who or what stood out, and now that we are in the final week of the preseason going to be hitting up the position groups that I think are still up in the air for the for the Packers. Some positions or some jobs still on the line. Uh all right, let's let's jump into it. Let's rewind the tape here a little bit and uh kind of go back to to Saturday night. Who or what stood out to you from uh from from the game? That uh, second preseason game. Uh first up, I want to I want to Shout a little Jordan Love here because I'm sure that's where everybody is, is going to be kind of focusing on every preseason game. We only got one more left, but even in the, in the regular season games. So, uh, for what it's worth, if you are a, uh, a believer, a believer might be a little strong, but uh, if you like pro football focus grades or or you think that's that's a good indicator, uh, uh, pro football focus did give Jordan Love the third highest. Uh, offensive grade for the for the Packers in that game. Your top five was Romeo Dobbs, John Runyon Jr., Jordan Love, Malik Heath, and Sean Clifford. Uh, you know the, the game started off with bad snap. Packers started off with the ball, the bad snap, which is something that has been going on in camp, mini camp, OTAs, training camp. Some some snap issues, and I think that's part of the reason too why. There's been there was chatter. You've seen other guys like Zach Tom getting some reps at center. For whatever reason, there's been some issues with uh, with the snaps and, and fumbled snaps there. So nonetheless, that's how the Packers started off their offensive drive. Second drive, meh. But that third drive, that third drive with with Jordan Love in the offense is kind of what. Got me a little pumped up. It was kind of like one of those moments, like or one of those series or drives that you have in a regular season, or where you're like, "All right, let's go." That gets you pumped up. It was that drive, and the the highlight of the drive was the catch, the the the, the throw to Romeo Dobbs on the sideline, 42 yards. Initially was called incomplete. Matt Lafleur throws out the, the red challenge flag. There ends up Dobbs did get his feet inbounds, and it was a catch. I mean that's a that's a fantastic play by by Romeo Dobbs. But there's a couple more plays in that drive that I'm like, all right. That I was just like usually I don't get like I don't say, you know, give a little whoop or a little fist pump or anything like that during during a preseason game, but I did after the conclusion of that drive, which resulted in a touchdown, which I'll get here in a second. But after that it was, you know, Jordan Love had the eleven yard scamper, uh the scramble, goes down Late hit from uh, from the Patriots. Love gets up, does a little jaw in there. 
offensive line comes in, has his back, a little bit of a scuffle. And there was some scuffling going on throughout the whole week between these two teams. But then the next, you know, a couple plays later on, get to the safety blitz from the Patriots. A.J. Dillon with a nice block, and I know Jalen Mills was a little low there, but A.J. Dillon keeps him on the ground. Jordan Love doesn't really show any panic. Little subtle movements with his feet within the pocket. Hits Jaden Reed. Tight throw. Great catch by Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed gets in for, for the touchdown. It was like, well, that that drive was like, all right. All right, get, got, got me a little pumped up. Big play on the sideline. Big catch. Jordan Love. The offensive line coming to the, to the backing of Jordan Love. Tight throw to, to Jaden Reed. Staying calm in the pocket with the, with the safety blitz over there. Trusting A.J. Dillon to have his back to, to pick up that block there. I, I loved, loved that series. Loved it. Just got me pumped up. So that was like, okay, maybe that's something to build upon. I don't know. But I... Had to give, had to bring that up because I absolutely loved that uh, that series by the by the Packers by Jordan Love by that offense there. But um, you know, player wise, there's there's a few players that I, I I really wanted to highlight from this game because now I think some of these players were already going to to make the roster. They were they were going to make the roster here, but. I think they really maybe solidified themselves on the depth chart, maybe a little bit higher, maybe moved up a little bit more. And one of them I want to start off with is Walker, the the the, the left tackle, got the start at left tackle for the Packers. Now, I've been one to say I believe Yash Nyman is going to be the starting left tackle starting next year for, for the Packers. I might be wrong on that. It wouldn't be the first time, and it won't be the last time on that because right now, the second-year man, he's uh, Rashid Walker. Sure looks like he's taken over as the primary backup left tackle for David Bakhtiari when the season starts. Has taken that over from from Yash Nyman. Now maybe it's part of the plan to just really focus Yash Nyman on the uh, on the right tackle position over there, but Rashid Walker. Had a fantastic night. In fact, the entire offensive line didn't allow a single pressure. Didn't, no pressures were credited towards the new for, for the New England Patriots against the Packers. That's fantastic. Tip of the cap to, to the entire offensive line for the Packers there. But Rashid Walker, now I, I think he was going to make the team, but I think he's a dude now when you factor in the, the moving up on the depth chart and practice reps and now his performance in, in preseason games, he's your primary backup left tackle. And Yash Nyman is now probably your primary backup right tackle. I'm going to get to the offensive line here because I still think there's some question marks heading into this final preseason game. But Rasheed Walker is a guy that you got to tip your cap to. He's He's been having a fantastic couple weeks for sure but uh a really good training camp guy you probably maybe you heard a little bit about but start paying attention a little bit more to to walker over there staying on the offensive side of things malik keith man i mean 
this guy, we mentioned he was the fourth highest graded Packers player according to Pro Football Focus. He's caught all five of his targets for 75 yards on 18 routes. Some contested catches. This guy, if he hasn't uh, locked up a spot yet, I know he's an undrafted kid, but uh, I look at this wide receiving depth chart and and I look at how do you not have a spot for, for Malik Heath right now on, on, on that depth chart. Another fantastic game for Malik Heath. The first game, he made some catches, made some nice catches, but it was highlighted by his blocking skills, and then he follows it up by showcasing his skills on the receiving end here. To me, Malik Heath has got a spot on this roster. I don't know how you can keep him off, and I don't know how you would necessarily try to you know, expose him to waivers on cut day just to try to get him on your practice squad. I think you, he deserves a spot on this roster. Uh, defensively, I got to give uh, a shout-out to a couple of uh, these, or I should say a few defensive players here. I'm going to start it off with uh, Kingsley, a.k.a. J.J., Enoch Barre. That man had himself a game on, on Saturday night. First displaying the power on one of his sna- uh, sacks. The one arm, I mean, literally just pushing back the right tackle with one arm. Gets the sack. Another gets, his, gets another sack. Creates a fumble. Recovers the fumble. Enoch Barre was the highest graded, and it wasn't even close, highest graded Packers defender in the game, according to Pro Football Focus, 96.4. The next closest person was 80.4, and he's another player I'm going to bring up here in just a second. 96.4. Two pressures, both sacks, eight pass rushing snaps. He's probably going to be one of the highest graded players this week. You look at the depth at at your edge rushing position for, for Green Bay right now, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith are going to be your one-twos. You've got to find a way now to put J.J. out there. Kingsley, whatever we're going to call him. Some are calling him J.J., some of the writers are, some of the other ones are calling him Kingsley. Let's just call him E, Enoch Barre, or whatever. This guy had a fantastic game. Fantastic game. And he's kind of making the case, hey, Going to have to find some snaps for me in the regular season. I mean, he displayed it multiple different ways. Power, speed, bend. Got to give that guy a lot of credit. And sticking, you know, with the edge rushers, I'm sure a lot of people are like, what about Van Ness? First round pick, right? Maybe you didn't hear his name called a whole lot in, in that Patriots game. And he had a quiet preseason debut, you know, in, in the first game against uh, against the Bengals. A little bit better in this game. I wouldn't say he necessarily exploded. He didn't have a performance like uh, Kingsley did by any means. But he was credited with the pressure, had a couple st- uh, stops, just played 17 snaps. And, and his pro football focus grade was actually the sixth best. Sixth best on the Packers' defense. So it may seem like... You know, he he had a quiet night compared to a guy like Kingsley and such. 
But again, if you are a believer in pro football focus grades that look more at you know what they've done on the field instead of necessarily box scores, he had the sixth highest grade defensively for, for the Packers. So hopefully something to build upon, start stacking that. But right now, Kingsley's the third edge rusher. It's not Lucas Van Ness. It's not Justin Hollins. And Hollins, uh, in fact, had one of the highest grades, too. He was the fourth highest grade defensively. But right now, I think you got to put Kingsley as your third edge rusher, edge rusher over there. This defensive line, this is where I'm going to go with, with my next picks here. But uh, this defensive line, I think this group, it's signed, sealed, delivered. We know the five guys. We know the five guys that are going to make up uh, the depth chart for for this group. Kenny Clark, duh. Devontae Wyatt, duh. TJ Slayton's going to be your nose tackle. But the last two spots are going to come from a couple of late pick rookies who have been having a good camp and a good preseason. Carl Brooks had himself a game. He was the second highest rated player on there. Couple pressures, strong against the run. Probably saw him in the backfield a couple times. Carl Brooks is going to be a guy that, you know, Matt LaFleur kind of mentioned it uh, too. You have to find snaps for, for the guy. You're going to have to, you know, get him on the field. Carl Brooks, a late pick, has looked like he's been a fantastic selection. Now, I know it's preseason. I'm trying to, you know, cool the Jets here a little bit and you know we'll see how regular season plays out and and how they do out there but between Carl Brooks and what Colby Wooden fourth round pick what they've provided for from the defensive line standpoint so far in training camp and in these games this this group's locked up signed sealed delivered unless they decide to keep a sixth defensive lineman you've got your top five you've got your top five in my opinion already locked up for the green and gold. And Carl Brooks and Colby Wooden have been some nice surprises so far. Now we'll see how it transitions into the regular season, obviously. But those two guys, got to give them a lot of credit. It's the one thing I've always said that I've always wanted with the defensive line. I want a rotation. I want depth. You look at some of the best defensive lines across the NFL. They got depth. You can rotate guys in. You can keep guys fresh. And I, we've wanted help for Kenny Clark for how long, right? We've wanted help for Kenny Clark for how long? Will he finally get it this year? We'll see when uh, when the games actually matter here. But these youngsters right now, they look pretty darn solid. Got to give, gotta give them credit. They look pretty darn good right now. And before we get into the position groups that I think are still up in the air at this point for for Green Bay, been hard on them, and rightfully so, because the consistency factor just hasn't been there. You've got to give credit to Anders Carlson. Hitting that big kick, what, 52 plus, 52 yards uh, before the half. Got to give him credit. Hit a couple of uh, PATs. 
You listen to Goody and his presser that he had last week. You listen to Rich Bisaccia. There's It sure sounds like they ain't going to bring in another kicker. And nothing changed from, from that standpoint on Saturday. Carlson helped his case a little bit more. Got to give the kid credit. He hit that big kick in a quick two-minute drive. Sean Clifford, again, tip of the cap to him for, for manufacturing that drive there. But got to give him credit. Got to give him credit. Now, hopefully this is something he you know gets a little bit more confidence going here. And, uh, you know, it's going to be growing pains, though, I think, with, with Carlson this year with a rookie kicker. It's going to be some frustration, no doubt about it, but... Sure sounds like Green Bay is going to be uh, going to be sticking with him this year. So those are just a just a few. I mean, a uh, few of the players that really popped out to me. But you know, you can look at Wilson too. The the running back started off strong uh, again for for Green Bay in that game. Is he doing enough? Has he done enough for Green Bay to carry three running backs on their initial roster, or do they feel like you know what we're just going to carry two and still take advantage? Of that new practice squad rule, game day activations where they can activate one, uh, you know, right before game day. I'm sure a lot of it's going to depend on if they've got enough roster spots. It's not necessarily going to probably come down to, you know, Wilson and like Patrick Taylor, you know, between another running back. It might come down to Wilson and maybe another corner or a wide receiver or an offensive lineman or, or something like that. But has Wilson done enough? For the, for the Packers to be like, you know what? We can't afford to throw him out on waivers and have somebody potentially claim him. I don't know. And maybe they feel confident enough in Patrick Taylor since they're very familiar with him. He's been around for the last few years that if they do lose out on Wilson, well, then they got uh, Patrick Taylor. But there are, as we head into the final week here, Training camp's going to be wrapping up. Final preseason game coming up on Saturday against uh, against the Seahawks. I believe there are four legit, possibly five. I'm still I'm I'm kind of going back and forth on this one, but I believe there are four legit positions that are still kind of up in the air in terms of depth, in terms of where there's still some job openings left. Get ready to rev up your driving experience at Toys and Ford, your ultimate destination for top-notch vehicles and exceptional service. Whether you're in the market for a sleek new car, a rugged truck, or a versatile SUV, Toys and Ford has the ride that suits your style and needs. Toys and Ford's commitment to quality and customer satisfaction is unmatched. Experience the thrill of driving a Ford, backed by their dedicated team's expertise. Don't miss out on the best in automotive excellence. Visit Toys and Ford today or explore their inventory at toysandford.com. Hey there, smart shoppers. Get ready to experience the ultimate grocery adventure at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. From fresh produce to gourmet delights, Hy-Vee is your go-to destination for quality and variety. Explore their aisles brimming with everything you need. Whether it's a family feast or a quick snack, they've got you covered. Every aisle is an adventure in good taste. And if you need a cold beverage afterwards, stop by the bar at Wahlburgers to quench that thirst. Shop smart, shop happy, shop Hy-Vee. Elevate your shopping game at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire today. Final week, 
final training camp week, preseason game, final preseason game coming up on Saturday. These are the four position groups that I think are still kind of up in the air. Jobs could still be on the line. The easy one, safeties. Outside of Darnell Savage, who's going to be the other starting safety? Are they actually going to have a starting safety, or maybe it's going to be a rotation thing over there? Jonathan Owens, Rudy Ford, Tervarius Moore. I think he got a little banged up on Saturday night. Don't look now, but Anthony Johnson Jr., the seventh-round rookie, maybe climbing up a little bit on the depth chart there too. Had a good play, but then followed up with a bad angle on one of the Patriots' touchdowns there. But maybe that rookie can make a play on there. I thought maybe he was going to be kind of in danger of being cut and maybe put on a practice squad. That still could be the case, but I don't know. Then we know Dallin Levitt's going to make the team for special teams, and he's a safety, so that's going to take up a spot. So how is the safety group going to look like? Is Rasul Douglas really going to be a starting safety with this group? This is something that I think is going to come down to the wire and potentially one of the most difficult decisions that Goody and this Packers coaching staff has to make is how is this safety group going to play out? Who are they going to keep? Because I feel like there's probably going to be a cut, maybe even two cuts that are going to be tough ones. But this is going to be a huge week and a huge final preseason game for some of these guys who are on that line to make a lasting impression to win a job, to win one of these jobs. So easily a safety. No, I don't think anybody has ran away with a job. It's been it's been open. It's been a competition since OTAs and minicamps and training camp and such. And I don't think anybody has necessarily ran away with that job at this point. Safeties. Number two, backup interior offensive line. Starting five is it's it's done. There's no debates anymore. You know, Myers, there was a little bit, but it sure seems like Green Bay is set with Josh Myers as their starting center. Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Myers, John Runyon Jr. has had a good camp. Zach Tom is your starting right tackle. That your 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 starting five is signed, sealed, delivered. Your backup tackles are signed, sealed, delivered. We just talked about Walker. He's going to be your backup left tackle. Yash Nyman, he's going to be your backup right tackle. They got good tackle depth. But when it comes to the interior offensive line, who are they going to be? Sean Ryan, Jake Hansen, Royce Newman. Get one of those spots, even though he's been very inconsistent, but he's got a lot of playing experience, even some starting experience from his rookie year from a couple years ago. Where is that interior offensive line depth going to come from? Who is it going to be? That, to me, I mean, you're probably looking at, what, two more, possibly three more positions on there? Because we know they're five, plus their top two tackles, that's seven. Do they keep nine, maybe ten? We'll see how it all plays out. But I think we've, you know, the interior, the backup interior offensive line, and I'm talking guards and centers over there, that's still maybe a little bit up in the air for a job or two. Third on my list is that last spot, last two spots at wide receiver. Watson, Dobbs, 
Jaden Reed are your top three locks. Samari Torre is probably going to make the team, but I'm not ready to put him in a lock category quite yet. Then you're looking at, okay, probably two more. Dontavian Wicks, who was a rookie fifth rounder, was having a good camp. He just had a hamstring injury in this game. I don't know if that will affect decisions or not. I believe Malik Heath has played well enough to earn a spot on this roster. So when you look at uh, the wide receivers, as that may be already signed, sealed, delivered, when we have, you know, I, I, I got my three locks, and then you add in Samari, Dontavian, and Malik Keith, yeah, maybe it is already locked up. But can a guy like Grant DeBose, who Matt LaFleur is very high on, got his first action, and could he make a late run at a spot? Seventh-round pick, but could he make a late run at, at that spot, at one of those spots? But I think in this final week here, in this final preseason game coming up here, look at that last spot, maybe last two spots at wide receiver. I've been saying for the last couple weeks, I'm I'm really excited about the, the potential of this young talent for these pass-catching groups when I factor in the, the rookie tight ends and these wide receivers. It may not all click this year. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to still be some growing pains, especially with the younger guys here. But the potential for these receivers to grow together, to grow with Jordan Love, it has me really excited. I think there's a lot of a lot of positives to come from this group. And then number four, probably the last spot, maybe the last two spots when it comes to the corners. Carrington Valentine, I didn't have his greatest game on on Saturday. Made a couple good plays, but you know, flag for pass interference a couple times, gave up a touchdown there too. He's gonna make the team still. Carrington's still gonna make the team. It's Jair, it's Rasul. Let's still factor Rasul in as a corner. It's Keyshawn Nixon. It's Carrington Valentine. It sure seems like Eric Stokes at this point is going to open the season on the pup list. Unless Green Bay in this final week or so activates him. But it sure seems like they're gonna they're gonna open the season with Eric Stokes on the pup list. So that opens up another spot. You don't have to factor in a spot for Eric Stokes if he does open up the season on the pup list, if they don't activate him here uh, in the next couple weeks. So if it's Jair, it's Rasul, it's Nixon, it's Carrington Valentine, maybe two more corner spots. Who is it going to be? And a lot of that might depend on two special teams play. Who are guys that have been playing extremely well on special teams? Got a guy like Keandre Thomas who had himself a good game on Saturday night. Did he kind of move up into that? But those last, that last spot, those last two spots from that corner position, it might come down to who's the better special teams player, special teams coverage. But I think, you know, when we get to that game Saturday, pay attention to the uh, to the uh, uh, corner spot. Now, if I add to add a fifth one on there, maybe it is a little bit of a punting competition here. You know, Pat O'Donnell is the veteran over there. But Whalen's been getting plenty of opportunities. Got more opportunities. And Saturday was the holder for Anders Carlson's 52-yarder. Could Daniel Whalen take the job from the veteran Pat O'Donnell? 
in practice, I would say he's been better in practice than we've seen in, in the games because in practice he's been having these booming kicks with amazing hang time. Haven't really seen those transition to the games on a consistent level yet. But considering Green Bay is going younger, going with a younger route, with a lot of positions on their roster this year, could they decide to go with that with the with the punting game too? Or do they elect to go with a veteran punter to kind of maybe help Anders Carlson for, for this season? I feel like they're still going to go with Pat O'Donnell because of that. Maybe Waylon's a guy that they could keep on the, the practice squad. But I guess I wouldn't be completely surprised if they go with a brand new punter this year either. And maybe one one more for you position group to watch. Maybe inside linebacker. We know Devondre and Quay Walker, the guys Isaiah McDuffie is going to be the next backup. But could Tariq Carpenter make a play for that four spot? I feel like Green Bay is probably going to carry four inside linebackers, maybe five. If they keep five, I think Tariq Carpenter is going to be that guy. But if it's four, is it Eric Wilson who special teams play again? Factors into that decision, possibly, maybe. But to me, inside linebacker is a little bit more settled out. Defensive line is all set. You got your five. Quarterbacks, they're all set. They're carrying two. They're carrying two under 53. Mago is probably going to be, you know, and then you got that emergency quarterback. Remember the new rule that they passed, which is no big surprise after what happened with the with the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Nonetheless, this is a big week and a big final preseason game coming up for some of these roster bubble players. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. I'm Dan Casper. Big thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. Until next time, we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.